but June, July, and especially June, July are supposed to be hot as balls. So, pedal the metal, boys. <laughs> How hot is that, Ryan? Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> What's that? A, your that Celsius sticky? is showing. Your Celsius is, that, is showing. Your Celsius is showing. Yeah, is that a I sticky guess it will be, hot? <laughs> is that uh, a... <laughs> What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Ryden and Dennis here. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. We are... I'm in a hotel. Uh, got a good story on that. I'm in the right hotel now, finally. Um, number 98 for this, this episode, just me and Ryden couple topics to hit so uh without further ado let's get it going yeah come on <laughs> there he is yeah he was ready he was waiting on it So what's up, trade crew? Like Dennis said, welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D, number 98 in the books. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, cruising, it's, it's man. Kinda, I know, it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, thank you to Platinum Sponsor One Thing Marketing. Website's up, HVACRND.com. Go check it out. Um yeah, I wanted to see your uh, blogs. You got some blogs on there yet? No. No. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. Next time. Next time. Well, we got to figure out how to post them on there, right? So I, I did watch the video. I learned how to do that. I just, I'm really trying to find the right topic. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, about how to fix the trades. I think we've talked about that enough. Right. Um, no. Well, we um, said we were going to throw this out here. This is nothing against because we've, we've had these topics and we've talked about them yep. on these shows. And I I just had this this come to me driving four hours to this training. Um, I, I Hopefully there's people listening to this show that aren't in the trades, but I just feel like most of the people listening to the show are probably in a trade already. Um. So if we do get into that topic, we may talk about what what areas you can go into in this trade. Yep. I feel like that would hit a little better. Yep. Um, there's other ways and, uh, you know, 
Crumpton, once again, throwing him a bone. He said it best on Tony's show, recent show. The older generation has got to literally take the young generation by the hand and say, hey, why don't you come check out this trade? These podcasts that we're doing, Instagram is one thing, but these podcasts, my son, if he scrolls by an HVAC podcast at 18, he's not clicking on it. Nope. Because it doesn't have any interest for him. So, um, I think there's other means we can do that. Yep. So, yes, most definitely completely agree. Um, I know, like you said, we'll talk a bit more on that one as we get into the show. Um, so yeah, go check out HVACRD.com. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at HVAC.RD. Also as HVACRD podcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Tradehounds. Always make sure to check out the Vendor Hub on the website to learn more about One Thing Marketing, Keystone Sales, and our deals with BetterHelp, Chirp, and Service Titan. Um, also, stay tuned to some event stuff. I know we talk about that, but there is an, an event calendar on there. Um, I think uh, Dennis is going to revive some of his live training, so I'm excited to see, see some of that and uh, yeah. hoping that we can probably do a little bit of partnership between our our day-to-day companies as well maybe do some of those together at some point which i think would be fun um maybe host a few of them for him at our at our place so that he gets a little bit different background each time so things are always fresh um hey, and you I know we've got a golf stimulator and do one yeah i mean we can do that too um <laughs> start putting golf some little golf training videos on here <laughs> well we can throw me up there we'll be the example Breaking oh, yeah. 120 That's, with, oh, with right you know what? That's what we should do. We have got to do that. <laughs> Sorry, foreplay. We're going to just straight steal your stuff. New segment. Uh, we got to at least first, we got to put a score up for riding. He's got to oh play. Then we got to break that. That's what we're doing. I know. I got to, I got to bring the clubs up there on, on our training date. We've got pretty soon. Yes. Bring your clubs. Um, so yeah, live training events, live embarrassment of me. It's coming. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Also make sure to utilize Cajun 420 for Cajun Joe. Still discount. Yep. Discount running through May still up there. Um, I know I've, I finally printed a shipping label for our buddy that ordered a hat, uh, last week. Sorry. I was a bit behind on that one. I just hadn't been by a freaking printer to print the next thing so I could slap it on a box and send it your way. Um, but yeah, any other information, find it in the link tree in the bios of social media. But uh, I think it's time that we crack a beverage and listen to Dennis's hotel story. Well, first of all, I was going to say, me and Ryan were scrolling through. We were having a little meeting um, online or, you know, on a call and couple of you people on Instagram might just start getting random boxes in the mail with some HVAC R&D swag. Yep. You know, we got to get it out there. Um, we have a pretty good presence on the, on the podcast side. So, but it's the little people. All right. That's it. From Christmas vacation. It's the little people. It's the little people. Right. We got to, we're going to start sending out some random swag boxes. Um, I got a ton of product from AHR that Me I can't use anymore because I'm not in the field and it's sitting up at the warehouse. I've got, 
I got tons of stuff that somebody in the field could use. So if you get like a random global the source <laughs> capacitor, <laughs> HVAC RD hat, and a SS2 switch, that's that's me. That's me sending you some stuff. Yep. Um, and I know yeah, I, I got uh, all kind of stuff that's just sitting there, man. I got it. Well, we've use. got some. I know I've got some some flare tights and some profit stuff that's going to a customer or a potential customer of mine probably one day next week. Um, but yep, you know we've still got we still got some Rector Seal swag to give away, some other stuff. Um, you know, we got episode one hundred coming up, so maybe we can uh, get a few well, like things put together for that too. Yeah, I like the surprise boxes where, but you gotta. You got to at least help us out and do a video of you opening it and, you know, you know the deal. You know well, the deal. Well, and what we can do, maybe we can tie this to uh, the mailing list um, or something. There you go. Maybe we yeah, can go to the f- website and. Yeah, see if we can get a, a form put together and we can put all the emails that of people that have joined the mailing list, you know, in a random generator. And we'll just start divvying some stuff up maybe the next couple of weeks. I really think want one that? of those things that has the air and the, from the lottery and they open the door and it goes and they grab the, you remember watching that at midnight? Was it mid, was it at midnight or 11? Does anybody still watch the, when they draw the oh, lottery? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's, is it 11? Cause it, it or doesn't it like you know happen like somewhere in the middle of the news? Them. Damn it. No, it's late though. All right, look it up. Look it up. Before we crack a beer, <laughs> we gotta look it up. Man, you know how long it's been since I've watched that? Powerball drawing times. Ten fifty nine PM. New Monday, it. Wednesday, and Saturday. Almost had it. <laughs> Missed so it by that's, a minute. That's the Powerball drawing for North Carolina, it looks like. Yeah, I mean those are stressful, man. Watching them, they like that's what I I want every all the inst- I want all funny. the email people on some ping pong balls floating around <laughs> and just be like we'll, we'll number them and then we'll, we'll we'll put all of them in a list and number them and then we'll number the ping pong balls because you're not getting an email address on ping pong ball must uh, be present live in the chat must be present to win, to win Dennis <laughs> oh yeah son of yeah. a <laughs> once again want a sweet press tool. I wasn't present to win. I wasn't. All right, there. well, this beer is sweating. Yeah, let's go. All right, what you got? That what sounded like I a got? twelve ounce can. That was a twelve ounce can of Modelo. It's been an episode. <laughs> I, so is this is episode ninety eight since we've yep. been opening beers on here, and I'm telling you, I can at least narrow it down to a sixteen or a twelve. I'm there. I obviously can't tell you what kind. I can almost narrow it down to the cans that have the the IPAs with the where they're kind of new and they print the label. Yep. It has a different sound. It pops a little different. Where it's know, like it's the wrapped label versus the like in the aluminum yep. label. I know what you're meaning. Yep. I mean I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between your Modelo and a Bud Light. Sorry, I said that on here. Poor Bud Light. Jeez, oh Pete. What a fiasco. I actually heard, so when I was in the food line the other morning, uh, I heard they were talking about uh, 
well, that whole scenario, and he was mentioning a couple of different beers, and the <laughs> the delivery guy was like, "Yeah, they've been taking a hurting." <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like not buying it. This show's not about that, but you want to no. talk about marketing and set like, I mean, that's that's just that was like a Dixie Chicks screw up. Well, and I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> Well, here, yeah. Open your beer, then we'll go. Okay, so I can't open my beer, and I'll tell you why. Twist off. Here's the story. Here, yeah, it's already twisted off. So I'm training in Charleston tomorrow. Um, Y'all are listening to this on a Friday, but we are recording this on a Tuesday. I had to look at my watch. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Since we're talking about, so this is uh, it's Tuesday. Um. I just drove four and a half hours from a training class from this morning to Charleston from, so from Valdez to Charleston, I pull into the, what I thought was a double tree. That's where I'm staying here in uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. So I pull in and there's a, a Marriott, same parking lot jammed right up next to each other. So I got the trailer with the system in it and I'm driving around. And I either go to all the way to the back so I can swing in and take up like six spots or I just pull in and take up two front to back. So I can't find one. I got to pee. Me and Ryden got to record. I got all this crap in my mind. I get out. I grab my mic, my suitcase, my backpack. I walk straight in the Marriott because it's the closest now at this point. Because I've Well, you didn't know that's what it was yet. That's what's no, no, no. the best part. That's right. Yeah, that's that's the yeah double tree is what I needed. I walk in this Marriott. I'm like, I need two beers. I'm going up to the room. I got to record a podcast. I look in the thing, no beer. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll get something cool for the show. So I got a. It was a watermelon ginger ale or something, and then I'm like, impulse buy, grab some peanut M Ms. Those look good at the time. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He's like, you want to put this on the room? I'm like, yeah, heck yeah. Uh, 304. He's like, all right. Uh, you sure about that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I checked in, you know, on my phone on the app. So I turned it around and showed it to him. And he's like, yep, you're all right. It's 304 at the other hotel. <laughs> like what he's like this is a marriott that's a double tree that's a hilton app i'm like huh <laughs> you're correct <laughs> I'm like, damn it so put the stuff back go out to the parking lot i'm on the wrong the total wrong end of this ginormous parking lot put all my stuff back in the truck drive to the other hotel park go in this one has a bar where I am going to be watching Canes and Panthers tonight um, after this is over. So, yes. game one. Went over to the bar with this. Now, I'm carrying this mic on this, uh, you know, you know what the, uh, what do you call this arm? It's like retractable mic arm. It draws a lot of a, attention. I guess by it's the way, just a know? mic arm. It <laughs> is, but it's got like springs on it. Desk mount. <laughs> it's a funky look yeah it's a it's a funky little deal so um 
people are like, uh, you got, you, you do a podcast. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really cool. What is it? It's HVAC, HVAC. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. Of course, <laughs> I don't know what that is. So I go to the bar and I was like, uh, can I get a couple beers to go to the room? She's like, yeah, she opens them both up. So I was like, dang, I was wanting to save one of those. So cheers. I've got Stella <laughs> drinking Stella tonight. Love me some Stella, man. That's good stuff. Doesn't that kind of fall into one of our segments? Actually? It does. It does. We'll get there See later. See there? Look at that. Cheers. Nostro Azuro. Yep. Is it Artois? How do you how do you say that? Artois. However, it it I guess it falls into our segment mainly because it's European, right? It's not Italian. I know it's not Italian. No, that would be Peroni. See, also good beer. Very nice. I do like Peronis. Every once in a while, the teeter in South Carolina just randomly has Peroni beer. <laughs> Chris used to make a uh, Italian beer bread, and she would make it with Peroni. Freaking good. So to circle back a little bit, we hadn't said that word on here in a while. Um, no, Zach's not here. Circle back with Zach. Yeah. That beer that I had on the last show, um, took it around. You know, I bought a six pack of that. Mm-hmm. And it had the old school top, the uh, six pack holder, not the new, not the new IPA holders that clamp down on all the cans. It had the old, I don't want to say it, the dolphin killer. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, or used to try to break them, put them all together and try to break them. It had that on there, so I towed it around to my neighbors. Um, what was the name of that beer that I butchered? You would ask me, wouldn't you? Is it Narragansett? Yes. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's it. So... Not good on the stomach, man. <laughs> Not good on the stomach on that. that. That's a one and done on that beer. <clears throat> didn't didn't do well. I had four. They were 16 ounces. I had four just riding around the golf cart. And uh, next day it was like I drank keg beer at a like a frat party. <laughs> All day is what it felt like. Which actually, hell, I went to, uh, so Saturday we had the, uh, need a walk. Yep. Um, I think we've raised around 300 bucks is what we're at. Did the weather hold off for that? So it was kind of funky. It quit raining right as we were supposed to like get ready to do the walk. So it quit raining yeah, and the sun Mill, came out. Just stopped and the sun came out, but yeah, yeah. It quit raining, sun came out. So we got to do the walk and everything. Um, I haven't even had a chance to go through and post a lot of it. I did get up, uh, the chill out photos for the, uh, HVAC challenge 2023 post walk. Um, cause we went to Legion brewing, um, yep, in I South park. And so I tried, I know Kristen got a, um, espresso martini, one of their, like, yep. which with what, but it was a whiskey one. It was a whiskey or a bourbon espresso martini. It was decent. Ooh, um, I might. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a coffee person, but I. Yeah, it was decent. I may be a it bourbon. It was different. Person. It was different, but it was decent. 
Right. Um, and then I tried the double Juicy J. Of course you did. And the I'm not. Juice, a, I, yeah. And I'm not an IPA person, but I said, you know what? It's wow, you went like, double on the IPA. Ooh. Yeah, I did it. I doubled down. I said, if I'm going to oh, drink an man. IPA, I'm getting my. I'm getting my. Uh, percentage out of it yeah (laughs) but i mean it was was all right just ipas aren't my thing and then i i drank um a lunar days after that which is their belgian wheat ale which is really dang good i have had that yep um 5.2 percent 14 on the ibu scale where you at katie it's been a while yep um 14 14 versus the uh juicy j which is a 68 (laughs) i was gonna say yeah, fourteen's getting down there where I'm where I like to be. Yep. And then they have the penguin pills, American Pilsner, which I didn't try that one, but that'll I'll try that one next time probably. Um I like Pilsner. I'm a Pilsner. And that, I will say that freaking giant pretzel with beer cheese is pretty good. Dude, beer pretzels and beer cheese, I don't mm. think I've ever had a bad version. No. Anywhere. No, and I'll so tell you, the Wells Fargo tournament had they had pretzels there. They always had pretzels, and they're ginormous. Um, and beer and a pretzel—that's all. Like, it's just where it's at. It's almost as—it's not quite as good as like roasted peanuts at a ball game, but yeah, it's close. So, and speaking of, I was gonna say, speaking of uh, pretzels and beer cheese, um, we're going to the mountains next week. And, of course, I have to make my uh, annual, or I guess it would be biannual if we get the chance, trip to the old Smoky Mountain Brewery. So I got to bring us back some uh, some Cherokee Red Ale and some Black Bear Ale. Delicious. Oh, yeah, that Red Ale is good. Man, that's been a while. We, I know. We had that on the show. Yep. Well, Was it last year? Yeah, I did, because I brought some back for us last year uh, yeah, around the same I- time, so... The brown ale was, for me, I I mean, I, I got them all down. I'm not going to, you know, turn away beer, but. No. No, their, their red ale is, I think, yeah, that, it's probably my favorite red ale I've tried anywhere. Yeah. No, it's, I like their bottles, too. I mean, they're just kind of old school, just. Yep. It literally looks like, like homebrew. Like when you get it, you know what I mean? Yep. The labels, everything. It's like, you're just getting homebrew beer. All right. So what do you want? Well, I mean, uh, going to, well, I'm going to see the Knights tomorrow night. Oh, I haven't tomorrow, went to a, right? yep. haven't went to a Knights game and it's been a while. Um, you have been to the new stadium though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God, that stadium is incredible. It, yeah. Man. It's a great stadium. And then it's uh, it's actually Bark in the Park. Oh, uh, we were gonna take Riker since his birthday was last week. Uh, however, where our seats are is not, or you can't. Don't take they have your like own. a section? Yeah, it's usually so, like a grass section <clears throat> or something. So that one's not gonna work out. I guess uh, we're gonna have to take him to uh, Canapolis Cannonballers game or something. <laughs> I still so, I, I still miss them being called the Intimidators. It's hard to not say that. Sometimes. Now is that single A? Yeah. 
Those okay. are the best, man. I freaking love single A ball games. God, I grew single up a, growing sometimes up. Sometimes single A baseball is, isn't it weird? Sometimes single A baseball is rough. Dude, I used to love watching uh, single A tourist games, which granted I was probably toasted sitting out there. Well, yeah, they were using that, like dollar but, beers and. So it's that's the funny thing. It's like dollar hot dog night on the dog night. I was like, really? <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, who's I was got like, the... this is great. <laughs> oh man, like, I crush look over and dog. see like somebody's giant dog just like eating like a dozen hot dogs. So at App State, I thought they had dollar hot dogs. It is at seventh inning stretch, so they're just like trying to get rid of them. Which I'm I can down hold for that. For that. I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. I will be cleanup crew. So next year when, when Corey goes to app, they're doing some work at, at the uh, field. So all their games will be played at the Hickory Crawdads. 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 I love it. That's single A. Um, I don't know who their affiliate is. They're playing at that stadium though, which will be neat. And it's five minutes down the road. Nice. As opposed to App State, which is an hour, you know. Yeah, no joke. I feel like if I go to App State, an hour away, I almost have to get a hotel, man. I mean, drink responsibly, you know. That's a hike. That is a hike. Um, I mean, you got to have a beer at the, at the ball game. It's just what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll be right down the street. Come on, Kylie, get your license already. Cripes. Dang it, now I gotta know. Affiliate of who? Hickory Crawdads. The uh, Rangers. Oh, it's the Texas Rangers. Yep. Yep. That's right. I looked that up. I've always loved their dang logos. They're always funny. Oh, the single A logos, man. So what's the Durham? You know, obviously I'm a huge baseball guy. Um, The Durham Bulls. God, I haven't went to is that single A forever. No, I think they're triple A. Triple A, okay. yeah. I mean, how iconic Knights. is that? Devil Rays, yeah, they've been the Devil Rays since '98. That don't even say, yeah. God, that movie, man, Bull Durham, come on. <laughs> how iconic is that? Oh, hey, you know who else plays? Well, actually, are the what are the Crawl Dads? Now look, are they still single A? Oh, they're single A. The high, so they're high A. You know so what they it, make them? I did look at. You know what they make a month? Twelve hundred like bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say twelve, thirteen hundred bucks, something stupid. So stay in HVAC, guys. Yep, just stay in it. So let's see the Knights <laughs> tomorrow night. They're playing the Scranton Wilkes Bar Rail Riders. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Um, so my brother dabbles in baseball cards and he, I mean, he's pretty heavy in trading them. So, and, so they're a Yankees affiliate. Interesting. So that's Yankees White Sox tomorrow. Yeah. That's going to be a good game. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of cards from Charlotte Knights that are, uh, some guys that are. Dude, sports this time of year, I love it. March I love Madness, it. I can't. I'm just. I'm not gonna lie. I can't. It's hard to get into. I love. I can sit down and watch a game if it's a good 
if it's a good matchup. But right now with hockey and baseball and golf, it's just like my head's about to explode. Yeah, the last couple of years I had, I used to get big into March Madness, but it's been a while since I really got into it. And then uh, I was going to say I love the uh, the teams that pull up as related searches, and it's because our devices listen to us these days. It's yeah. the uh, Rochester Red Wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triple A well, for the Speaking Nationals. of Rochester, PGA Championship, we, go. they it's are in good. Rochester. <laughs> Rochester. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, you know, you missed it. Uh, I've already posted it. I'm going to put out my DraftKings picks every week. Some I may throw four teams on there. May throw one team on there that I think is going to do good. Throw them on a. If you're in a sports betting town, I'm not. I have to do DraftKings, but um, yeah, I'll throw some picks up there. So it's another major. So all the live guys are in there. Yeah, my golf fans out there, the live guys just show up randomly again, and they did good in the Masters. So I may have one or two on the team, unfortunately. So. Um, DeChambeau is lean, dude. He's lost all his weight. He's back down again. I found it. Um, so, speaking of betting, I actually had yep. a brief conversation about this uh, with a customer earlier. Did you know that we're getting another Caesars Casino very soon? Oh, geez. We're getting a Caesars of Danville, Virginia. Hmm, how close is that? It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not quite as close as, what is it, Two Kings that's coming? But, uh... No, when they get two, when they get two Kings up and running, we're, we're going to be in bad shape. I'm going to be divorced. There's going to be all kind of stuff happening. Yeah, so Danville is just over the line uh, going up 29. So, like, it's going north of Greensboro. Okay. Oh, two kings will be fired up and running for then. Oh, yeah. That's coming quick. Let's All see. right. Let's get into some HVAC. Where are we at? We, we, this is a HVAC podcast. It's true. An hour and 49 minutes. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's closer than I used to drive to Cherokee. Well, it's it's half the distance plus, you know. We can use the same points from Cherokee up there. Right. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, now that I'm... And I will admit, so next week I am staying at at Harris while we're going up there. Probably going to hit the craps table. We're going to need some craps footage. Yes. Or Uh, something. I know you're not allowed to. Yeah. We'll see. Bubble yeah, craps, though. Nobody cares that's about true. bubble That's true. That's true. Throw some bubble craps images up there. Get it. I, uh. I am moving here in a month or two. Get it. I am moving in a month or two. So I was packing some boxes, and there's the... So me and Ryden have a oh, felt, a, a, a craps table top, the felt, and, from yeah. the Golden Nugget in Vegas. And it is an official one had it not been yeah. a blemish it would have been on a golden nugget table we bought a blemish it's got like three inches it's off short. the end it's just got a stitch yeah yeah it's r- ridiculous like you can't 
I don't. They still could have used the thing. That's what's so crazy because it's the the full the thing. I think it's the, yeah, it's crazy. wood, the wall. Yeah. So I'm gonna build a crafts table for our training facility in Valdez. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get that done because I'm ready for some some crafts footage on there. Best, we will be the best live podcast ever when we film it from a crafts table. It's coming. Oh yeah, that's coming. All right, so what do you want to get into on the? Uh, um, well, I thought we HVAC take. Side. Yeah, I thought we'd take a look at a little bit of news and have some conversation. Um, I'll be honest, I've really enjoyed kind of looking around and just picking up some different articles from outside of the country. Right. But I picked a few from from this week since uh, the ACHR news just came out. So this has always been one of my funnest topics, or one of, I guess wouldn't say funnest, but one of the most discussed topics anytime on the wholesale side of things, since that's our perspective here. Right. Um, so weather's not an excuse. Um, <clears throat> so many things you could say about that. In, in some ways it's not, in some ways it is, but uh, in speaking of that, they published an article about the summer weather forecast. So um, I thought I'd run through just a few of these. I wonder how that lines up with the farmer's almanac. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, They probably took it from there. So let's see. Right now, so I guess our our hottest regions, let's see. Let's go look at some standings real quick. And the three top states will determine what we, which region we discuss. Quick stats. All right. So, hey, Carolina, you're getting there. All right, we'll do top five because that encompasses most of it. So, Texas, 131 downloads uh, this week. So, we were talking about stats the other day. So, here we'll throw a few of these out. So, we had 131 from Texas. 129 from Florida, 80 from California, 93, or excuse me, yeah, 73 from North Carolina, 71 from Georgia. So let's talk California, Texas, and the Southeast, which I'm very happy to see our uh, Southeast continue to grow. Um, So we had, you know, 73, what was that? That's a solid, solid move. Now, South Carolina, you got two. We got to get some people down there. Dennis, do some work tomorrow. I'm trying. Well, I'm moving now. I know, God, we've, I've got to order recon work. I know, I've got to order some more stickers because we're giving them all away. Right. Um, well, that's what they're for. I know, right? So, the over in California, Northern California is supposed to be hot, hotter than usual, with kind of normal precipitation, which we're already seeing that it's hot as crap out there. Yeah. Um, Southern California is supposed to be more cool with kind of normal slash more rainy as far as their summer outlook. Texas, hot and dry. There you go. I feel like that's always crisp there, and clean, right? hot and dry. Have at it. Um and then what's the, the humidity s- like there, I wonder. What Ooh. kind of humidity we got in Texas? I mean the humidity. So when our nights in the southeast when our nighttime hits 
80. Yep. There goes all the capacitors. Like, yep. there they go. Here comes all the calls. <laughs> um, old Miss Libby, she slung one. I had to go over there again this weekend. Oh. Yep. Yep. Miss Libby, you know, she's across the street from me. She's 80-something, lives by herself. She's... Um, and then her neighbor, older couple... They know what I do, you know, for a living. So they're just like, can you come look at this? I'm like, you need a new Bosch. It's what you need. Yep. Um, yeah, 16 years old. I said, you know, jump online, grab you a capacitor. Let's get it floating until we can get a contractor in here and get you going. Um, I don't have any parts or none of that left. I'm just, I don't have nothing. So, but... Yeah, when we start hitting them high eighties, man, at night, it's it's game over. It's it, well, it's go time actually. Yep, it's go time. It's nice and sticky. Um, so the southeast, we are set to be warmer than usual on average by several degrees. It does list us as primarily dry, but it says we could have a bit above average rain on the bookend sides of summer. Looks like. Hmm. But June, July, and especially June, July are supposed to be hot as balls. So, pedal to the metal, boys. <laughs> How hot is that, Ryan? Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> What's is that? that? A, is your that Celsius sticky? is showing. Your Celsius is, that, is showing. Your Celsius is showing. Yeah, is that a I guess sticky it will be, hot? <laughs> is that a uh, <laughs> length down? The further it sticks down your leg, is that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's terrible. So bad. That's bad. Yep. And yep. I probably just got censored on that one. That'll <laughs> that won't make the cut. I mean, I'm um, the producer. I mean, I don't know. Well, so you know, back to the whole weather's not an excuse thing. Um, <clears throat> we see it every every year. We see, you know, when it's pretty outside, you're just not working as much. I hate to say it. When it's like 65 to 70, it's just not moving the needle. Um, so. To- I think that's when you, and I learned this from working for a large contractor because I worked for a small one, then I worked for a large one. That's the time to, and it's not just trying to create revenue. Of course it is, mm-hmm. but it is, it is, but you know, it's a great time to learn how to use your tools. Yep. Doing a maintenance, learn how to use all this stuff you may have picked up in a class. You came to one of my classes and you got some formulas like guy keeps throwing out this 3.41 something and mm-hmm. 1.08 like times this divided by that. Try it. Like yep. nobody's got, you know, you're not, you don't have a homeowner bearing down on you. You're there for a maintenance. I yep. always said that use your tools. And it's funny when I do classes and I, I think about stuff like that. Like if we're talking about a meter or something, I'll say, you can't just rattle the the vacuum cleaner around in the attic and everybody laughs and i'm like i mean what's so funny i know exactly. why it's funny because they do that <laughs> i did that like god i just gotta change the filters this thing is spotless i, I was just here six months ago yep i'm gonna act like i'm doing something take vacuum your time. out the wasp in the furnace well, well and we <laughs> talked about it before too and you bring this up a lot and and i say it to guys also i said you know when you go out and do these maintenances also take some time go through your sequence of operations again yeah and and if you 
to me, you can look at this, you know, that slump before it gets hot. Treat that as your preseason. Literally. When you go out there, you do your maintenances. Right. Treat it like preseason. Go through all the things that you want to refresh in your mind before it gets super busy and you don't have time to go back and look. Just refresh it all, man. Bring it yeah, back I would up check, front. Check stuff and try to catch it's it's you know, it's it's maintenance but it's also trying to catch something that may happen when it gets hot because that's the worst callback you just you just did a maintenance and then it gets really hot and then all of a sudden this gonna show up you know check the static is the airflow is the airflow and at a cfm that's going to remove more humidity because it's getting ready to get hot as balls as Ryden said and That's that's a high humidity level there um yeah check your dip switches right Depending on what product you're putting in, is the airflow even set up properly at all? I mean, and a lot of times it's not. No, a lot of this, a lot of this equipment comes shipped on high speed. At least all the ones I've dealt with. Sometimes they're on medium, but most of them they're on high. Especially a furnace, man. Jeez, you you picked a bigger furnace because you wanted to match the cabinets. Yep. <laughs> and now that blower motor is ginormous. Um, and probably needs to be dialed down a little bit. So, well, and you know, it's funny you talk about that. Is I was looking, I've got a couple customers that are making some commitments, which is nice to start seeing some commitments with a new product. I'm very grateful for those guys trusting me and trusting where I am, and you know, and trusting the backup we have in guys like Dennis over at Keystone to start making some changes and try something different. Um, I yep. think Bosch is a extremely different product than most people are used to using as a primary brand. But I also think that gives it a huge advantage in the market right now. So, and I think it can work well across multiple segments as long as you, as long as you look at the segment in the right sector, we talked about it last week. You know, there's a, you know, there's a, a level of, do you really want in this market with, with certain different things? And, you know, if it's the right builder and the right thing, then maybe you do want into new construction. You know, it's the right situation. Maybe you do want into multifamily or something else, but you gotta, you gotta weigh those back and forth. Um, right. You don't want it to be, I'll say it like we talked about earlier. You don't want to get in the, uh, the bottom or excuse me, the race to the bottom battle that we see all the time. Um, you don't want to do that. You got to maintain your value, maintain your brand's value. Um, and you do that by taking care of your guys and doing the right thing. So we were talking some of that about deciding kind of some stocking levels on certain furnaces. And, you know, how do we want to do this? Um, because the brand is so universal with a lot of things you can do. It almost makes it to where you can continue to lower skew numbers all over the place. And it's already not a huge product line either. So, um, well, yeah, that's what's going to be cool about inverters across the board with any brand is dropping all the halves out. And not even just that, but you know, dropping I mean, out what do you really need out of the furnace? Right. So, so we were talking about some of that today, and like you said, there's a lot of cases where it's it's just way too much for what it is because of cabinet size. So we were having that debate: is you know, how do we what do we really discuss with these guys about when they're going into new construction or primarily in a retrofit situation? 
there's a lot of instances where new stuff is too big, but there's also a lot of instances where new stuff is smaller than what was there. And don't try to make it bigger if it doesn't have to be. Right. Put in what fits the job. Not just by size, but what fits, you know, physical size, but what fits the job by equipment sizing and doing a proper load calculation and doing the right thing for the homeowner, too. Yeah, my old boss was bad about what all can we leave on the job? Oh, let's just leave the plenum. I mean, we don't need to mess with that. And I see some of the the top-notch guys on Instagram. No, that that cabinet size changed. We're changing the plenum. Yep. Let's clean it up. Um, take all that loose. If the whole thing's built out of mastic, it probably needs to be ripped out anyway. Like, um, yeah, we were bad about, oh, man, we got to try to make that work. Why do we got to try to make it work? Let's let's start fresh, new. Yep. These homeowners are spending a lot of money on this stuff. So They are. And, and we're you know, cost of materials and cost of doing business are not getting any cheaper. So, no. you know, make sure you fit your market or your product fits your market, I guess is a good way to end that little bit of it. Um, but again, weather's not an excuse. Use that time wisely. Help yeah, build yourself I mean, up, build your, build your, uh, you know, help build your crews up too. You know, these younger guys that are with you or you younger guys that are with these other journeymen, you know, hold each other accountable to make sure you're doing your stuff right. Yeah. Didn't we have an episode that says how to make a million dollars in HVAC? That's it. License to print money, man. Yeah. You start with a million dollars. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> no. No. So I've said that I'll say it more as we come across these topics. Um, don't try to. You, you got to use the off time to, to build business, to get it going. We were terrible at that. It got hot, and then we're like, oh, my God, we got to hire this guy and hire this guy and hire this guy. You should have already hired him. Yep. You got to start bringing them in, getting them acclimated. You know, some of the guys that are listening to this show that are mid to large, they're like, yeah, of course. But there's guys listening to this show that are trying to get over that hump, man. Yep. That and hump in HVAC is rough. Well, that, and – we talked about that some, I think, before, but it's that, that 6 to 12 employee hump. It's like, past that, Where which way are you going? Are you just pedal to the metal to try to get up to 50 plus, or what's the plan? Right. I feel like... But from, these, all, these these seasons where these the money's not flowing in, you got to work, you got to step out, especially the small guys. You got to step back and you got to look. That's a gift given to you, and it does it every year. You know that, right? Like, yep. Every year, it's that dead that dead time, and you, you gotta you gotta be a little you gotta be proactive there, not so reactive. And yeah, that takes money though. I get it. I know it does. There. It does, and that's where you know. You also, again, we talked about the right situations for things. One of the main ways that you try to stay busier throughout the year is you diversify the book of business you have. Um, there are periods of the year where retrofit isn't as popped off as other things. So sometimes you've got to do a little new construction. Sometimes you maybe you need to dabble into some light commercial. 
Um, there's other options in there that you can kind of help fill in some of those gaps. Or, you know, maybe you become a specialist with something um, like infrared heaters or something that, right. that you're, you know, find you a, a niche that, that makes sense for what your guys and, you know, your company can do and, you know, use that and exploit it. Oh, yeah. We picked up, we picked up uh, just exterior gas stuff right we would run mm-hmm. gas lines to grills uh lanterns you know it wasn't the funnest work but it was steady work it's steady work you know you use yeah. your license again what it's intended for is your ability to make money use right. it so we touched on this a little bit on the last show about this spiral duck at this resort that fell man Jeez. yeah uh pretty so I'm crazy looking at, i'm looking at the and it's thank god like only like six people got injured um what's the worst, worst thing that happened but i'm looking at this picture of this thing sitting in the hot tub and i don't know what is that 30 inch spiral god, it's gotta be at least 30 to 36 hell it might actually it might be bigger than that man I saw a, I saw a set of plans the other day that had a uh, 60 inch spiral on it. But it looks like that elbow you get from the supply house and they chunk it out in the truck and then it just goes into four pieces. Yep. I'm wondering if it's just one of those sections just To me well, on this, it once it, it if something I mean I've never even seen this happen. Well, and that's where um, one joint breaks loose; it's over. Yeah, so that's where looking looking into this, and as more stuff has come out the last last week or so, um, I think they're looking into, or at least I know the local sheet metal union is pushing to have independent outside investigation, <clears throat> which right. I think makes sense because you know it brings up a whole lot of questions. You know, were Smackna or Smackna, you know, standards followed, but also. You know, was it an improper install issue that nobody caught? So I'm sure they're going to have to talk with code enforcement and everything else. You know, could it also potentially be, you know, did something happen due to lack of maintenance somewhere and things just weren't getting checked off and made sure of for one other reason or another? Um, So there's there's a whole lot of, you know, potential different things that go into play here. You know, or is it unfortunately... And I hate to say this, but what I would hope that it is, is I hope it was just an unfortunate random accident and everything was done right to prevent it. It just shit happens. Yeah, I seen <laughs> when I watched the video back, first thing I thought of is when you when you have to drill into concrete to put an anchor to hold something like this up. Yeah. Um I I've mounted stuff in concrete my whole life. And there's times where you're like this is, you know, this would hold up the world. Yeah. And then you screw it in and then you run the drill one more turn and it just strips out. Yep. And you're like, oh, wow. I mean, there's only so many ways to lock the, you know, I've tried drive anchors. I've tried tap con screws. There's all kind of stuff. Yep. But at the end of the day, when you tighten something up in concrete, you're kind of, it's like a hope and a prayer, man. I don't know if it's, it feels tight till you put, you know, six, uh, you know, 2000 pounds on it. I mean, I don't yep. know. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, I think I, I think it's what I saw. It looked like it was hanging from concrete with strut and stuff, but one of those gives out just from vibration. Yeah, it's over. That's it. Once it starts, it's just, uh, you know, dominoes. But, yeah, we'll have to follow this and see what ends up happening. I know. I'm, I'm curious. Um, so, local Sheet Metal 9, where's that at? I thought it was in, isn't it in Colorado? Oh, yeah, I think it is. thought so. Yeah, Gaylord Rockies Resorts and Convention Center in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, is there a is there a maintenance procedure when something like that's hanging over people? Does somebody go up there once in a while and like tug on something? I mean, I well, and that's that's what I'm saying. So you know, it's it's going to be curious to see um, what comes out of it as it goes. I wouldn't want to be the guy that's like hanging that. Nope. Overall, it's like the guy that does the last checkup on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're good to go, man. Take on off. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, would, I would never sleep. I would literally yeah. never get any sleep. I was that guy that would do a service call and change a board or change a motor. And we're talking about peanuts, right? We're talking about... And lose sleep over that call. Like, God, I just don't know if that was it. I wonder if they're going to call back. Next day... Oh, yeah, they're calling back. Like, just lose sleep over that. I just don't know if I could hang that spiral over something that had just 100 kids running around playing. Like, that's some big spiral, man. Oh, I know. So, moving moving a little forward, we'll, we'll use this to segue into uh, another topic. So, I saw this article... And it's uh, technology oh, can help solve the HVAC labor issue. Um, <laughs> I don't. Come I hate on, to say people. this. I don't see how technology is going to fix um, the lack of labor. Mainly for the fact of the higher technology gets, the more skilled the labor has to be. <laughs> so well, so yeah. I mean, what's their what's their What's their approach here? Let's I haven't see. read the article. Oh, look who it is. The last, see, the lack of workers remains a big issue for the industry. Again, no crap. We, it's not any different than it was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. Trades could not get enough labor. No, I don't, Sorry. I don't think that's, that's never, that's not new. Um, and, you know, we... <laughs> One solution to follow the adage, work smarter, not harder. I get that to a point, but if you're just going to, you know, it's so still going to. Using the technology so it so it looks more inviting? I th no, I think it's literally they want to use technology to make it to where you just read the screen and it tells you the problem and you don't have to become a technician with special No, but skills. they don't want to go in the attic to read the screen. No, they don't. <laughs> <sighs> It's still going to be a physical job. It's just what it is. Yep. Um, that, yeah. Connect the refrigerant bottle to the equipment with a proprietary charging tool. So, okay, so there's another one right there. A more specialized tool, again, that runs this smart charging algorithm. How about we just teach guys how to charge units? 
How about that? Article. Who wrote this article? Well, you see, you better not write a blog like this. I'm not on our. I am blog, not. <laughs> our website. Disown myself. <laughs> I'm not going to throw these out there. The brands uh, that have grown up on here, but no. Uh, yeah, no, we can't go down this. We can't go no, at it that way. It. If you can't just rely on the unit to fix itself, sorry. Skynet is not going to be unleashed under my watch. No, I mean, I mean, Bosch has a product, and there's other products out there where we can enter the unit remotely, and that I know that's big in commercial. Yep. But not so big in residential. Um, we can enter the unit remotely. Miss So and So says we've, uh, you know, it's not cooling. Well, open your app. Let me get in there and see. Okay, it's uh, looks like you have an E5 code. So let's check your breaker. That's the last code, which means you probably lost power. Yep. You know, that's kind of neat. There's a couple little quirks for that, but um, so no, you're still gonna have to go out there. Yeah. I mean, why I, did it lose power? I, I, yeah, I don't see. I don't see how that's the solution. Good try, but I that's don't not gonna help the workforce. It. No, no, not at all. You heard Kylie. She <laughs> didn't know what the word trade meant. No. <laughs> I felt yeah, you know where that starts? You know how we fix the workforce? It starts at home, man. Yep. When when you know how many conversations we've had at the dinner table with me, Tracy, and Corey. Corey, what do you want to do? We gotta have this conversation. As you get older, it gets a little better, right? He's got a little more of an idea. He's like, I want to do music. Okay, well, what's, let's look up some jobs. I mean, what yep. a concept. Let's look up some jobs. Okay, you want to, let's say you want to be, you want to sell something in music. So let's look up how much the guy at Sweetwater makes. You know, the guy that wears me out on the phone every week. Hey, Dennis, so over Sweetwater's checking in on you. Yep. Like I hadn't bought nothing in six months. He's called me every week. See what he makes. Okay. He makes this much money. Your loan for your college that mm -hmm. I'm not paying for. Corey's going to pay for that. Um, so he's got skin in the game. Can he pay that back? Is it worth, you know, uh, these are just conversations you got to have at home, man. It's just home life. Yeah. I feel like you I can't ask everybody else to fix that. I'm going to end up right? stealing a little bit of that conversation. Uh, cause I'll, but I'll put it into my life with Cajun Joe and, and Mama Jess. So Friday, short segue, you guys have already seen it. Um, but I was a guest on a live version of the engineers HVAC podcast, uh, with Tony Romino. And we talked a bit about some of this topic. So go back and watch that if you hadn't watched it. Hopefully it's good. I I'm going to say it's good. You're going to be fine. I'm going to say it's good and hopefully I'll do all right. Uh, I don't no, have, I don't have that badass freaking HVAC R and D neon sign over my head. So I'm trying to figure out, I guess I'm going to film it from the office. Right. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I will, I will wear that out on here that a lot of our issues right now with trade jobs and kids getting in this and doing that, it starts at home. Um, if Corey hits a wall in music and he can't figure out what he wants to do, or he's just like, man, these jobs just don't pay. All right. You get your degree. You're good. Then I'm going to start introducing him to the trade industry. Corey, you might just want to go, you know, I can put you on some people that I know yep. you have to start at the bottom, but, um, 
maybe you can go sell some air conditioners. Maybe you then you can you can just do music on the side. I mean, if you got it. You're yep. gonna have a college degree, but what I'm saying is that all that starts at home. You 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 want the school to handle that? That ain't that's not a good one. That's not well, good. and and for me, my story of that is that's the perfect example. You know, my parents never discouraged me from going to college if I wanted to. Um, I was going to be a history teacher. You know, I wasn't going to make nothing, unfortunately. Um, Now, so my my belief in how do I be a history teacher and make a little bit more, oh, I'll be a professor or I'll be a museum curator. No joke. I used to dream about, like, running the Smithsonian. Um, Sweet. I mean, right? How cool would that job be? But, you know, as I got into it, I'm like, oh, God, I got to learn two more languages to get my doctorate. Well, that shit's not going to happen. I can't speak English. I was not Um, a Rosetta Stone. Yeah, there's no actually there might there was there was a Rosetta Stone, Uh, Uh, but (laughs) no Duolingo, any of that. None of that. that Um, But, you know, I was like, well, crap, you know, what do I do? So that's how I got into the business side of things is I became a, you know, ended up an entrepreneurial business major, but I got out of school, dude, I couldn't get a job <laughs> because nobody was, nobody was hiring in, in, you know, 08, 09, 10 when everything was hitting the fan. Oh, yeah. So that's what did great. I do? I ended up going, falling back on the, the foundation and trades that I had, but I was able to use that. Plus the fact that I had went and gotten a business degree, which had I not been involved in the trades, I would have owed money for school, but I didn't owe any money for school because I worked the whole time I was in school. I didn't right. just go party. Wanted to. Still did from time to time, but I worked the whole time. Um because I just I didn't want to owe anybody any money. So, you know, the trade helped me get through school. And then luckily the fact that that trade plus what I went to school for is what allowed me to get into the wholesale side of things, you know. So we went down that road many times, but you know, that's kind of, yeah, I want to, so we're going to have, we're going to have a episode 100. Yes. 100 is. coming up. Throw that out. And there. we're going to, I'm not, yeah, I'm not telling you who's coming on, but we're going to get into a little bit of that stuff. I think we ought to take, and you just deleted what I was going to read there. So when I saw that article where it said tech, later. technology versus labor. No, we'll do it. It's back. Yeah, I want to. We didn't got to. We ain't got to talk about this for a long time, but labor, labor, uh, what's the word? Labor warranties. Late. Oh, there it is. Allowances. Yes. Labor allowances, allowances. and this this came up the other day in one of my meetings on the manufacturer side. Um, and it's been bounced around the last couple years when I was with another brand. These labor allowances for reversing valve, um, you know, say it's 90 days old and something happens. TXV, it's this price for this tonnage, this price for this tonnage. Nobody's changed these things that, that I know of. And 410A is cruising. <laughs> and it's starting to become a topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. on some yeah. of our Zoom calls and basically the brand I'm working for, right? They're like, Hey, let us know what's going on out there in the field with other brands. Talk to some contractors and 
do we need to make a change? Like where we're at. Yep. And I've ran that up the <laughs> ladder for a couple brands and it didn't stick, but yep. I guess what the, the, you know, the conversation is when does that change and can it change? It can't change. You can't reprint this stuff every time for 10 a changes. No. Well, and, and the other thing too is like, where do we go with that? Well, and, and for, you know, the decade I've spent on the sales side of it, dealing with contractors that are not happy with what they are, you know, unfortunately labor allowances for warranties are not there to make us all money. Trust me. We're yeah. not, you know, the wholesaler's not making jack on a warranty. We're not. We're selling you the part. Nobody is. Yeah, we're selling you the part. Then you're going, you know, so we, we well, one, we sell the equipment. You know, that's where the one time where we kind of make some money on this part of the deal. Then right. for the next 10 years, we're like, please don't break. Just like you're like, please don't break. But, you know, <laughs> something breaks. You call me. All right. Model serial. Let's look it up. Go find the part. Do we have the part? Make sure we got the part. Got to order the part. Figure out who to order it from if we don't have it. Hopefully we got it in stock. You know, we're going to spend 30 minutes. Oh, there's a, there's a spending, guy doing that. Yeah. So right. there's a guy at the counter. We're spending 15, you know, some guy, I mean, hopefully we're spending like five minutes. But you're spending in a lot of cases 15 to 20 minutes making sure you've got the start of your paperwork done. We're looking up the original order where we sold it if we sold it on. So we have, you know, information in the hopper for when we get to the process. We get you the part. Okay. You go out, change said part, bring it back, or we pick it up from your shop if we deliver on a daily basis, whatever. However, we've set up our process of doing such a thing. You know, then my guy gets it. He goes into the manufacturer's warranty process. He's going to spend 15 to 45 minutes plugging all this shit in, submitting it, <laughs> submitting the paperwork, whatever. Then he's got to go do the credit for the part, credit you back. He's got to make sure we get the credit from the manufacturer on the back end. There's all these other steps. Just like the contractor has a step, so do us as the wholesalers or the reps. We've yeah, got to do there's what, no Right, and there's a, that guy's getting paid by the hour. Yep, yep. And there's so, not usually a warranty person at a branch. No, it's there's just not. Kind of spread around. If you have a dedicated warranty person at your branch, it's because of two reasons. One, you do a shitload of business. You might want to switch brands. Or two, it's time <laughs> to go somewhere else. I hate to say it, but no. Um, so, you know, first off, nobody's making money on warranties. We feel pain just like you guys do, but we feel it on a sit in front of waste time type shit in, you know, side where you're doing the physical labor part of it. We're both hitting, taking it on the channel right. for this one. Well, and one thing I want to point <laughs> out here, you know, it's go ahead. me and Ryden kind of can cover this side, right? Cause we've been there. I've done a ton of warranties once I left the field and went on that side, but, um, the distributor doesn't decide that. That is a manufacturer's labor allowance. Correct. I pull it up on the computer. You put in this brand. It says this TXV up to three tons pays, you know, 225. I can't pad that. That's what it is. And that's yep. the conversation that um, manufacturers are starting to kind of, the, the buzz 
is the, the contractors are like, look, the price of this refrigerant that we've lost, especially if you got a leak, right? If it's a leak allowance, yep. <laughs> I mean, you just lost blah, blah pounds. We're going to pay you based on a little bit on what was in the product. I mean, what was, you know, come pre-charged. I mean, at some point we got to become current. I think yep. I say we, I mean, the manufacturers got to, um, I think it's time to raise the number a little bit, but then what if 410A just drops all this? I mean, I don't, I don't see it dropping. But. No, because it's getting ready to get, you know, it's getting ready to get eliminated as the new refrigerant of choice. So it's going to go, it's going to go the R22 route, just like it did in the right. place of, you know, R12 or whatever before. It's going to gradually just start creeping up, creeping up because they can only produce so much, you know, each year. And it's going to be less and less and less till it's gone, which is what it is. I mean, who comes, how do you come up with that number? You know, it's tough. Well, you know, does it does it become a sliding scale of well, based on, and, and this is going to be the the kicker here, based on your equivalent length of line set, you should have put so and so many pounds, and based on how many pounds you need to properly charge that system, we'll pay you this. Now, I mean, that's not going to be that. that's not going to work because no one's going to fill out the paperwork to tell you what their equivalent length is. They'll be like, screw it, hundred feet, thanks. Give me my yeah, money. What's my max? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> like we used to call, <laughs> we used to call home warranty companies. They're like, so how much charge did you add? I just looked at the data plate. What does it hold? Six pounds, four, four ounces. Yep. yep. That's what, that's what, cause we got paid on refrigerant. Yep. I'm not going to tell her I put a pound in it. Yep. She's sitting in a cubicle somewhere. Yep. And she don't yeah, care. She your, just wants to answer to plug it in. <laughs> Yeah, HVAC pro tip. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's because that's becoming a uh, well, and I think it's becoming a topic. Well, and I think we can expound more upon that because if you know, like you said, manufacturers starting to ask the question, you know, what kind of pushback are we having? Maybe we can, you know, maybe a little bit of teamwork from HVAC R and D can help make it better for everybody. Who knows? Well, I was told to, at least on the brand I'm dealing with, I was told to do some reconnaissance work and see what's everybody else paying. And I know what several brands are paying because I've ran the warranties on them. And it's down there. I mean, it's it's either 225 or 300 for whatever parts you're changing. Um, And I know a lot of a lot of contractors aren't even turning those in because they're like, ah, it's not even worth the hassle. But don't be scared to turn in a labor warranty for a labor allowance. I mean, get what you can get, you know. Yep. Once again, I just want to stress that it's not the distributor that's beating you up on that. Yep. Um, they're literally the brands, just, yeah, they're playing in the pl- in the sandbox that they're allowed to play in, and that's it. Yeah, and brands, if you're, you know, mad about a brand because they're not, if until somebody starts raising them up, nobody else is going to raise theirs either. That's where we're at, you yep. know. Uh, Bosch or Train or somebody's not going to look over here and say, well, Rude, man, Rude's paying that. You know what? We'll pay double that. Who's yeah, going to do nobody's that? Nobody's doing that. <laughs> so, like, we'll pay five. Everybody's got to go together. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, don't, you know, 
It's uh, labor allowance is staying. I hate doing labor or doing warranties on the new stuff, 90 days, you know, but it happens. Yep. And I think that's the idea, right? It just kind of helps out a little bit in the pain. Maybe you won't have to charge the homeowner as much. I don't know. But yeah, with the cost of 410A, it's it's kind of not in the ballpark anymore right now. No, I think there needs to be some reevaluation done. Um, so I think it's getting ready to happen. If it does, we'll just say HVAC R&D did it. Yep, that's it. We'll take the credit. Yep. So uh, I guess we'll we'll start to kind of wrap this one up on a somber note in a way, not meant to be. Um, yep. But like I said, one of the things I've started to try to do is read a bit more of the the air conditioning and heating refrigeration news outside of our country. Because um, I think, you know, we get that same blinders on thing that you see with every standard, you know, everyday standard news media too. We don't really know what's going on in our industry around the world. And, you know, we have listeners from all over the world now. So I feel like we need to, I guess, oh, yeah. think a bit more globally um, nice with accent. our show. Yes. Um, you know, we've got people listen to us in Australia, Japan, Germany, England, all over the place. So it's, it's, it's growing. Um, I guess I shouldn't say England, say United Kingdom. Um, got an Irish fan as well. Uh, so yeah, it's nice. Um, but one thing I did see today, and this is, you know, we know most of us know a bit of kind of the backstory of the majority of the big brands in our country, but I know nothing about the history of, you know, furnaces and air conditioners and stuff in Europe. So this, this one caught my eye from coolingpost.com. Oh, um, cooling post. That's a good one. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy their stuff. Um, but the, well, and I feel like the guys in the field listening to this show don't have really time to dig through these. We no. have a little more time. So that's the idea. So Aramic which is a manufacturer in Italy. So the Aramic founder Giordano Riello passed away at seven or excuse me, 97. Um, Bam. 97. See, that's a good run right there. That's a great run. You know what? You know, working in them trades, strong, strong muscles and bones. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Service manager. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, but they describe him as the father of Italian air conditioning. Passed away at 97 in his home near Verona, Italy. Um so his grandfather founded the Fratelli Riello Burner Manufacturing Company in 1922 and Giordano manufactured the first air conditioner um in 1961 and created the Aramic brand in 1963. So it's considered one of the first, if not the very first air conditioning manufacturer in Europe. So, I mean, that's, that's a cool. So 1961, I mean, let's just think about that. Does that seem a little not old enough? I know. Uh, Right. And, but you know, at the same time, I don't feel like we really saw, you know, air conditioners as much in the U S until, 50s 60s really so i mean i think it's well, that's what right I mean. in line okay um, 50s so at that time we were ahead of the game a little bit maybe um well i mean we just stole all those engineers from europe at that time so we were pushing okay um, 
so he was but he was considered a pioneer and inventor in manufacturing technology and he grew the business to over 1700 employees and nearly 500 Jeez. million euros a year in turnover so good job grandson um <laughs> and now you know that right there succession plan boys make sure you have one in place um right but so there was a quote in here from I guess one of the leaders from the the United Kingdom subsidiary of the company said he was a great inspiration, admired and renowned for his enthusiasm, energy, and humanity. He had a natural ability to make everyone feel genuinely valued and appreciated. Commented by Paul Lawrence. So, you know, we've talked about stuff like that on the show before. Don't underestimate the power of positive leadership in your company. And, and if you're a leader... Never forget the people underneath you. Take care of your employees because they will take care of you. Take care of their processes because that will help your company build revenue. Do the right thing. No, I think we missed that. Do the right thing. Yeah, Um, I think that gets missed a lot. It does these days. So be a good leader. Learn, study, read, listen. Um, now you got me looking at the history. I'm over here scrolling. I know, dang it! See, see, I'm going to end up. This, this is what's going to happen. I mean, so, a window. I got a window unit on here that popped up, and I swear it said Mitsubishi, but it's like I don't know where at though. I'm talking about. Um, so, is that what is that what I need to start writing on, on the history of air conditioning? start digging well you know who always pops up with the first of everything oh, I know. egyptians man egyptians Dude, they, and the they, they were too. way ahead uh yeah i Romans. did a remember when i did that class with uh greg's kid kid at the high school up here do you remember that oh yeah yeah so part of my presentation was talking about like uh roman engineers learning how to move heat around to keep pools warm and different stuff like that. Yeah. Passive totally, air conditioning yeah, it, techniques. It, it totally killed for a group of 14 to 16 year olds. Trust me. Crushed it. <laughs> Learned my lesson with that one, but it was fun yeah. to me. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. I mean, um, In 1558, like, described a method of chilling ice to temperatures far below its freezing point with potassium nitrate. And it's like 1558. 1558. We knew what potassium nitrate was? What? I still can't. I don't. Still have trouble explaining subcool. No shit. To some people. (laughs) It's 2023. Yeah. So, uh, no, I love stuff like that, man. That's what may start. That may be what you can dabble in. Yeah, just random history lessons of HVAC. Because you look at these. Figure out a title. Well, you look at these super, super old buildings, and like Corey was in Dublin going in these castles, and there was just nothing in there. Yep. You burn some wood for heat, but yeah. On the other side of that, that's that's it. Um. Yeah, maybe start dabbling that. I like it. 
All right. All right. You want to? You got some uh, sh- selfless, shameless. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not far from episode one hundred. We'll give you some more teasers next week, but uh, it's gonna be a good one. Very excited. Uh, it's insane to think we're gonna hit the old century mark. So, thank you everybody for listening long enough for us to at least get there. Um, yep. I think we're gonna do some giveaways. Yeah, we're definitely going to do some giveaways. We're going to do some other giveaways over the summer. Send out a bunch of fun stuff to some people that have been great supporters of us from the beginning um, and those that are continuing to support us here now. Also, do not forget discount code in the swag shop, 20% off discount, Cajun420 in honor of Cajun Joe. Um, and as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at HVAC.R&D and then find us on Facebook, Tradehounds, and LinkedIn as the HVAC R&D Podcast. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you again soon next week. And make sure to keep following the Instagram for uh, the HVAC Foodies HVAC Challenge 2023 as we continue to pump out some, some stuff for the month of May. It's been... It's been a fun challenge, and it's also been fun looking at uh, how different people interpret oh, what yeah. it is for the day, too. A term. Yeah, I love it. So, so go Canes on my end. I'm getting ready to go post up in front of a TV. Game one. Of course, you already know what happened. Yep. Actually, um, they're, they've already seen, what, game two is what, Friday? So they'll be prepping for game two by the time they get this. Prepping for game two, yep. And, uh, yeah, be looking out. Next week, hopefully Wednesday, maybe when it comes out, when I can start uh, be looking out for the DraftKings. Ryan's going to get some baseball picks coming. Yep, yep. Gonna Once get he some can dabble in some coming. research, I need to get into some DraftKings. I need to do it. This this nice game will get you going for that. I've just I've just about finished up getting all of my new sales tools built uh, with right. the new company. That's taking up a lot of extra time building. I, I'm that weird sales guy that. I like to build my own price books just because I feel I have a different grasp on my customer base and I like to build stuff to suit them as opposed to suit me because I think it's about me serving them, not vice versa. Um, Right. So if I can help make their job easier, then that's what I'm here for. It's my job. Um, Always be the sales guy that you wish you had. Um, There you go. So, yeah, it's going to be... Fun, fun summer. I'm excited. Got a lot of cool things happening. Sweet. All right. See you next week. Take it easy, everybody. Peace.